the commands of the apostles. 13. Take your faith seriously. One of the helpful benefits in focusing on the commands is that it immediately shatters our preconceptions about spirituality. The commands act as a giant screen to weed out superficiality and false priorities. The commands reduce spirituality to its essentials, to first causes, to the lowest common denominators of Christian discipleship. Doctrine and theology, churchiness and legalisms, all fall away in the blinding light of the probing do of the commands. We have said before, the commands leave us nowhere to hide. They strip us naked before the mirror of motive and practicality. To do or not to do. That is the only question the commands leave on the table. This command before us would not cause the Christians of the first three centuries of the church to double-take, as it no doubt will many today. This would have been among the first commands, assumed, obvious, and imperative. Taking upon yourself the label Christian, put a death threat on your head that would follow you the rest of the days of your life. The church was no club you joined for fellowship. That's all changed now. The cancer of entertainment and fun, blessing and celebration, has infected the modern church with the mentality of what has been dubbed hot tub Christianity. The churches who want to attract people have reinvented themselves into country clubs whose social rather than spiritual fabric represents the face and character they present to the world. To entice young people, they have turned worship services into rock concerts. In this environment, take your faith seriously will ring with dissonance. How will we get people through our doors that way? How incongruous to modernism, then, are Paul's qualifications for church leadership. What do we make of his injunction towards sober-mindedness when he commands it of elders and deacons, men and women, the young and the old? Paul commanded sobriety of everyone. Why did he place such importance on dignified, sensible Christian solemnity? The answer is as close as our Bibles. Christianity has a very serious side. We all know, of course, that hardships are indigenous to life's training ground, but we tend to view them as the exception rather than the rule. Rejoice in your trials, but joy comes in the morning. Yet here a sense of serious import is commanded of us, not merely until joy returns, but as a permanent component of our carriage and demeanor, intrinsic to the normal countenance with which a Christian is intended to walk. We are supposed to be cool-headed, sensible, equanimous, and thoughtful. Joy and sober-mindedness are to walk hand in hand. Both are to characterize our outlook. Because of joy, we know that such earnest serenity does not mean we are to be gloomy sourpusses. Because of sobriety, 
we know that neither are we to be frivolous and superficial. This command fuses contrasting character qualities into a Christ-like harmony of countenance such as is not often witnessed in the world. Serious joyfulness, peaceful sobriety, the poised, calm, level-headed composure of maturity. Here we meet the self-assurance of contented grace exuded by one who knows who he is in God, knows what he is about, and recognizes the import and magnitude of what it means to be a Christian. In our day, the world associates Christians with the mirror opposite of what this command should imply. Christians are viewed as lightweights. This is our own fault. We have not apprehended the weight of faith, that we are called to walk in the world with what is called gravitas, the solemn, dignified, quiet demeanor of wisdom. A bishop must be sensible, dignified. A deacon must be serious. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 2 and 8. Women must be serious. 1 Timothy 3.11 Bid older men to be serious, sensible, sound, steadfast. Titus 2.2 2. Bid older women to be reverent and to teach younger women to be sensible. Titus 2, verses 3 and 5 In your teaching show gravity. Live sober, upright, and godly lives in the world. Titus 2, verses 7 and 12 Be sober-minded. Keep sane and sober for your prayers. 1 Peter 1, 13 and 4, 7 from the Commands of the Apostles by Michael Phillips Read by Michael Kimball More information on this and similar writings may be found at fatheroftheinklings.com Visit Amazon to purchase the Commands of the Apostles and other books by Michael Phillips.